Hello, everybody, and welcome back, back to the Nakama Podcast. Podcast. I'm, I'm your, your host, host Cruz, and I'm joined, and I'm joined with, with my co-host Sal. We did that. You, I, I gotta commend you for that. You tracked that pretty well, just based yeah. off of me talking. Uh-huh. I'm staring at you right now, and like you were, you were just keeping time with me at my pace. Yes. That was pretty solid. I don't think that that was, that was a perfect take. I think I don't think we could get better than that. Anyways, Probably could. Yeah, maybe. <coughs> I was Sorry, exaggerating. If I for... Sound weird? I do have a cold. Yeah, I'm not even entirely certain that you have a cold. I think you might just have like allergies. Because I get that way when I have like bad that, allergies. That's what Nate was telling me too. Shout out, fucking Nate Nathan Slong S Z E Zalong. There we go. S Z E L O N G. Yep. Okay. You've been talking to him. Yep. You don't know who he is. Yeah. Who is he? Guy that I play bigger with. Oh, okay. But no, I get that way whenever I get like really bad allergies because like I'll cough, but it's also just because like this is gonna be kind of gross. The snot that is generating Ooh. from my allergies will just kind of collect. Yeah. That's and then what I was telling like, Brittany. <sighs> I was like, now I have a little bit of a cough to like clear my throat, but not like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not <laughs> coming from your lungs. No, it's like straight coming from your throat, mm-hmm. your esophagus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not COVID, guys. No. I swear. And if it is, I'm going to feel real bad for AJ <laughs> and Peralta. And yeah. most people, I, mostly those two. I'm going to be honest. I have a hard time feeling bad for people I don't care about. Same. Like if like if, if I had- like I like my coworkers. But like if I caught COVID, right? And, and I was just at the grocery store the day before, before I found out. I don't think it'd be like, oh shit, all those people at the grocery store, that sucks. I'd just be like, whoops, whoopsie. Right. <laughs> Because I didn't know. It's not my yeah, fucking fault. Right. It's not like I went to the, to to work knowing that I was feeling sick to see if I could be validated for my sickness so I could go home, even though I could just not show up in the first place. Right. Yeah. Anyway, today we're talking about Crunchyroll Expo, which is this weekend. This is actually yep. an express episode being shipped directly to your ears. AJ. Uh, immediately. Also, yeah, to AJ's ears immediately because uh, shout out to uh, our first patron, AJ. But um, yeah, we're talking about Crunchyroll today. Uh, yes. Because we we have the fantastic privilege, Sal, of attending Crunchyroll Expo as press. Yep. And it'll be the first time that we've attended any sort of event as press ever. Right. I don't even entirely know what it means other than the fact that we're going to be reporting on what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what we're expecting. You know, uh, we're going to be trying to get that that stuff out daily, just every day while we're there. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Rob from Masa de la Raza did let us borrow some equipment, so hopefully yeah. we can get something out. Let us borrow some equipment. He's Is he going to be there Friday? He said he might be there Saturday, Saturday but I think okay. he's going to stay outside. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's usually where like cosplayers and everybody else sort of yeah. congregates, so mm-hmm. the need to go inside, I mean, we can gather B-roll. It's, yep. it's not, you know, it's, it's not too big of a deal, I guess. But yeah, but now we're almost journalists. We have a few qualifications we got to we got to fill out first, but we are on the path, my man. We're going to be we're going to we're going to be news, bro. We are news. And we can take out a uh, trash taste. You said that right. Yes. Adrian and Jacob watch them. Yeah, I know. 
Jacob always brings it up to me. He's like, oh, so there's this anime podcast I listen to, and it's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I don't even dislike those guys. I actually, I, I very much like their podcast as well, but it's the fact that he brings it up to be like, I know you have an anime podcast, and I don't listen to it, but I listen to these Whatever guys. happened to the one that he was in with his family? I don't know. I remember he brought it up a couple times, and then hasn't brought it up since. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe petered out. These things happen. Facts. The other news that we got, um... Me, not you, Cruz. Fuck you. Because you're a bitch. I got two exclusive autographs by, uh, I can't even pronounce it. You're this. talking about Masahiko Minami, the guy who yeah. did Psychopass? No, not Psychopass. Psycho Mob. You had said Mob Psychopass Psycho. initially. Mob Psycho. I, I, I made sure to ask you that, and you were like, yeah, Maybe. Psychopass. I think I just I heard- I knew it was wrong. I think I heard Psycho, and I was yeah, like, Yeah, no, it's Mob yep, Psycho 100, Mob yes. Psycho. That makes sense. Yes. But yeah. Oh, Masahiko Minami, who did Mob Psycho 100, uh-huh. and then Get also an exclusive autograph from him. Yeah, and then and then uh, good old Baku Kinoshita from Odd Taxi, your favorite. Yeah, and I'm not even saying that sarcastically. Like you genuinely loved Odd Taxi. I mean, Odd yeah. Taxi was fucking amazing. Uh-huh. So I'm pretty excited about that. We and also then... got s- some some meet and greets with some of the Hollow Live people. Yeah, the the cool ones, Hollow Live Indonesia. Yeah, uh, at least to me. Designs. Yeah, the designs are a lot cooler because the other ones just look like furries. I don't know if I would say that they're furries, because like you have somebody like uh, like uh, Amelia Watson who is just dressed as Sherlock Holmes, yeah. or um, gosh, I don't even remember her name. There's uh, Jacob really likes her pink hair. She has like a I know there's a Greek. It's a Greek name. Fucking Calliope. There we go. Who is just sort of dressed as like I don't. I'm not entirely certain on what that outfit is. I think maybe it's like some sort of dark princess or something. I don't know. But uh, she's not a fur. I mean, she doesn't look like she's dressed like an animal. There are a few non-animals. Yeah, but there's a lot of animals. Yeah. But some of the designs with with Indonesia Hollow Mm -hmm. Lives specifically are fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, They just look like regular anime girls to me. Well, I mean, the one that I got a meet and greet with. Yeah, yours. Kureji Ali is mm-hmm. like a zombie Frankenstein girl. Yeah. And that chick looks badass. Yeah, that one looks cool. The one I got was Anya. Malfisa. Yeah. She just looks like a generic uh, anime girl, but I don't mind that. Yeah. I she's, don't... Just, she's just an anime girl. She's yeah. She kind of gives me like, uh, uh, what is it called? Like magical girl vibes. Yeah. So have you been uh, looking looking into her content? Yeah. I don't speak Indonesian, so half <laughs> of the shit they're saying, I'm just like, I hope this is right translation. You know, that is one thing that I appreciated about uh, Kureji Ali is like when I, when I started watching her stuff, right? Because a lot of them do music. And Jacob has showed me some VTuber music, not necessarily Hololive music, but different VTubers who do different music things. And he'll be like, oh, this is amazing. And then I'll listen to it and I'll be like, hmm that one was kind of cringe this girl I, she's done a few of them where they're just like in indonesian so there's this weird thing going on where like i don't i can't even i don't even know if it's cringe i can't know because i don't understand the language i just get to listen to the beat and some some words that i can't understand and it sounds pretty fucking cool well that's how you are with that um mongolian metal yeah the All who of- yeah, all it sounds is like when you grab a dog and you like. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just like. Yeah. You don't and know it, what the fuck they're it saying. It sounds fucking bad. But like, 
And then also just the names too. They have like Song of the Wolf and shit. And it's just like, that's just a badass name. Yeah. So yeah, no, I get into that. And then also there's just like a lot of Japanese bands are like, I, I understand certain phrases in Japanese because I took it for so fucking long. I don't understand all of it. So like I have Japanese bands that I regularly listen to that are fucking amazing. Suck in action. Solid fucking S tier Japanese band. I understand like every fourth sentence maybe and oftentimes every fourth sentence is like half in english but like it kicks ass and then uh one of the groups that's actually going to be at crunchyroll at Rashigako is also like that's a group that i've been listening to for like a, a couple months now they're pretty good yeah i can't understand them pretty good yeah the crunchyroll is gonna seem like way better oh um, i mean just this the industry focus of it is the thing that I, I definitely like the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go a lot further with their uh, set dressings yeah. than, than uh, Fanime, which is also held in the same building. Mm-hmm. So, like, just seeing the way that both of those things are approached differently. Like, they had the whole, what was the whole Junji Ito experience the last time we were there. And that was, like, a, a whole dedicated room and then a bunch of panels. And then you went out onto the show floor and the Crunchyroll store had a bunch of his shit on it, too. And, like, it, there's a lot of emphasis on the presentation of the event and not just who's going to be there. Even yeah. though who's going to be there is... I mean, they again, they're getting some real cool people. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, not not trying to sound like we're talking shit on Fanime because it was nice to go no, there yeah, I, and I, the I panel Fanime. was cool. But, like, it clearly goes to show you, like, the power of anime compared to, you know, some people like, you know what, we all like anime, let's get together. Yeah. The difference between Fanime, which is very much a fan convention, mm-hmm. and Crunchyroll, which is, which is an industry convention, mm-hmm. like there's, there, I'm looking at the list of events that they're having there, and like the panels are doing. There's a bunch of industry stuff that we're going to be seeing, and in fact, there's going to be some things that are going to be hard to report on because there are multiple industry panels happening at the same time. Yeah, the- which uh, thank God for the fact that they are doing. Uh, so Crunchyroll. It physically extends from Friday, from this coming Friday to Sunday, uh, online. All the stuff that they're doing and all the stuff that you could watch, I believe, is going to be up there until Wednesday. And there's still going to be new content, I think, on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, because we're going Thursday for to pick up our press passes. We got to do a press passes. Um, probably get something to eat. Uh, I'm, I really like the reason why I booked that hotel so early. Even before we got the press passes or anything, I knew from our experience with Fanime that one, we wanted to to do content for Crunchyroll because I, I did enjoy what we got out of it. But two, I wanted to do more because why I didn't do enough, you know, like I there should have been more that we were coming out for with. So for this one, I got that hotel early so that way I could at the very least get into that room early, set up everything I need so that way if I need to edit anything, it's ready to go. If I want to post any sort of like things, I've got my little space in the hotel set up with the lighting and everything going so that way we can just sort of just as soon as the like the the convention starts going, we have an opportunity to be making things. So I and it turns out to be that was a, a good decision to get that hotel early because we got those press passes and they said, hey, show up a day early and it'll be easier for you. Yep. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. We'll see how it goes. But I'm 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 looking I'm looking forward to it. I'm very optimistic about how this is going to go. Same. I'm looking forward to, you know, meeting some people 
in a not sexual way in like uh in like uh, uh what I'm other fans what I'm um curious is are we gonna speak to these vtubers like how me and you are talking or we do we gotta talk to a translator and have them translate because I noticed that my girl speaks some English but not so much and then Jacob was telling me that I think your girl has it so when she goes live she has a live discord translators so like as she's speaking someone is fucking typing it all in as it's going down actually my girl uh speaks three languages yeah she speaks english japanese and uh indonesian and it's one of my favorite things about her she does everything three times she intros her stream three times, one after the other. It's just like a, hello, everybody, welcome to the stream. And then it's just in Japanese, and then it's in Indonesian. Mm-hmm. But then also, one of my favorite things to see, and this is just with people in general, when I know that they have a first language that isn't English, are the automatic responses that come in a completely different language. Because she'll be playing some shit, and she'll get spooked. Or she'll fuck up and it'll be like, I don't even know Indonesian and I know she's cursing. Yep. But it's a completely different language and, and you get a little bit of that personality there. It's the same thing that I see like, uh, you know, when my wife is walking through the through the apartment. She stubs her toe and she starts cursing in Spanish. It's like, ah, ha, ha. Yeah. Well, that's what they tell you. Like, for whatever reason, you suspect someone to be like a spy. If you work in the field, you, you want to get them hurt because- mm-hmm. First instinct, no matter how much training they get, is they're going to curse, curse in, their, in German. <laughs> they're going to curse in their first their language. native language, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I like this I like this girl. She's very entertaining. She's very good at what she does, obviously. I don't think you get onto Hololive if you're not. I know oh. that from what I've seen, it's a very extensive like application process. Yeah. I'm thinking the next time something like that opens up, for the fuck of it, we should try it out and just yeah. see what the process is like because... The more we look at this sort of thing, the more questions I have. Yeah, Houston was really excited about it. Yeah, when I was talking to him. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how that goes. But I'm looking forward to Crunchyroll. It's gonna be a great. Which time. is uh, really weird that I brought up the whole cursing thing because technically, Spanish is my first language, but I mostly speak English. So when I stub my toe, it's still. English, not well, then, Spanish. Then maybe it's not about your first language. Maybe it's about your primary language. Yeah. Maybe maybe you can be like, uh, I, you know, my first language was English, but, uh, you know, I grew up in Japan and, and everyone around me was speaking Japanese. And so when I hurt myself, I curse in Japanese. It's like I curse exclusively in German. Yeah. You only learned the German curse words <laughs> and you've been cursing in German for so long that every time you get hurt, you do it. So... Moving on to the animes for the week, so you at least have some substance, AJ. Oh, yeah. And I got to say, Sal, you and I have uh, opposing opinions about uh, the what we what we saw this week. I got to say, every single one of these, for me, this is like an oops, all bangers episode of the Nakama podcast, bro. No, I love every single one of them. We got to see what Peralta thinks. Yeah, we got to. Uh, starting us off is Licorice Recoil. So, Sal, what's this yep. one about? It's about um, Japan's uh, super secret cleanup crew that goes to show you that Japan isn't all sunflowers and daisies. Yeah. People are trying to always trying to do the, the, the suicide bombing, but these group of high school girls come and just mop it up before anyone gets a chance to see what's going down. Yeah. 
which I thought was pretty cool. I did like that implication that Japan is just as bad as everywhere else. People just get murdered before you just, before you see the crime. Yeah, because I know there's like one of the like opening shots of this dude's about to start stabbing some yeah some people, and the girl schoolgirl knocks him into the bush, and then the mother one just takes him out. Mm-hmm. So that was and, pretty cool. And then there was the it was like the dude in the subway, and then two girls just like walk past him, and then he. He's just gone. He's just gone. <laughs> what the, did they eat him? <laughs> I don't know. Because that's what I was thinking too. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. There's no blood. There's no body. He's just. He's just gone. He's just gone. They Thanos snapped him. But I fucking I loved that. Just yeah. as a piece of world building to go like, this is the this is Japan. You just you don't get to see what it's really like because we're too good at our job, guys. Right. So it starts off with um Takina who Inova? is in a way. There we go. That girl. She's the main protagonist and um after it gives you the little uh thing about them cleaning up the streets, you know, guns at a time. It's a standoff at a building and um they have one of the girls hostages and they're like let us go. We're going to start blasting. Homegirl decides to pick up that big-ass light machine gun and just mow everyone down. Yep. Higher management didn't like that. They're like, you can't do your job well. You're getting kicked out. So well, because she... they, they basically think that she ruined the intel for the arms deal. Yeah. Because now they don't know where the arms are or if they even existed. Yep. The guy they were going after has 18 bullet holes in his chest. Yep. So then she gets transferred to a different... Did they? What was it's like it a different mean? district. Yeah, different branch of it. Yeah, still she still works into the same thing. Just she got relocated. Yeah, and that's when she runs across Krista Chisato. Cristado. Chisato Nishikigi. Nishikigi. Yeah. Chisato Nishikigi. <clears throat> yeah, that girl. She has blonde hair. You see her running towards the building with the main girl. Yeah. But she gets there too late, so she didn't really get to help out. But she was really excited to see that the main girl got transferred into her. I don't think she got there late. I think she wasn't she there on time, but they had her approaching from the other side. And so no. there was like a shit ton of flights of stairs yeah. between her and the level well, she was supposed to get on. getting on time. No, but I mean like, like, she, saying, like she was there with everyone else. She just had a further place to start from. Yeah, that's yeah. Because the idea was... She should have had enough time. It's just the other girl started blasting early yep. before that girl was able to. So it's not it's not Chisato's fault she didn't get there on time. It's it's the main girl Inoue's fault for just blasting. Being yeah. So the these episodes are trying to get the blonde haired girl used to trying to teach the the black haired girl how to be a proper, better sort of agent. Yeah, assassin, bro. Because yeah. uh, the blonde-haired girl doesn't use real bullets. No, rubber bullets. She uses little rubber bullets. Which, that is, you know, just a point of uh, uh, knowledge there. Rubber bullets still can very much kill you. Yeah. The and thing... the, especially the way she's using them, because she's still hitting some of these guys point blank in the yeah, face. Yeah, that's what didn't make any sense to me. There's a part where they let the hostage, or this girl who is a suspect a prime suspect because she happened to take a picture mm -hmm. before the before the building went down or before shit hit the fan for them yeah she she inadvertently got part of the arms deal in a photo in the background of mm -hmm. some other photo she was taking and yeah. so now they're after her but so that way they can destroy the evidence 
of I guess who was there, mm-hmm. you know, at that arm steel before everything went down. Because you can kind of tell that something is going sideways, and mm-hmm. the main character girl's kind of the fall guy here. Mm-hmm. But they, the, yeah, the black-haired girl lets the witness get captured so she can try to blast them. But then the blonde-haired girl comes in, and the th- the thing that kind of annoyed me was she shoots the car door. And you hear it, like, hit the guy. Yeah. So when I saw that, it's like, oh, that's pretty smart. You know, she's shooting the car door to just, you know, real hard punches. Yeah. But then you find out that the rubber bullets, and it's like, okay, so then how are they hitting the door so fucking hard? Not just that, but how is, if they're rubber bullets, how how's she shooting dudes and blood is gushing everywhere? Yeah. Because well, they do that. That, like, I can understand if they were like, oh, we're going to exaggerate that so that way... So that way, you know, uh, you know how much it hurts and it's still, you know, whatever. But like, it's very obvious that whole scene is meant to like, it's a fake out. You're supposed to think she's killing these people. And then they're like, aha, never mind. They're rubber bullets. But then so many things in that scene just can't like contradict the whole idea that they should have been rubber bullets in the first place. Yeah. And then the the rest of the two episodes, just the blonde or the black haired girl trying to get situated with you know yeah. being relocated and how to try to go about it without killing people mm-hmm. because you can really tell that she's really like yeah killing people is kind of cool yeah because like the whole the sort of whole overarching story here that's happening with uh the, the agency that she's a part of is they're going after uh an arms dealer as like there's just part of like an arms dealing ring i forget they have like a, a weird name it was like adam or it was like a an a name and it was just like yeah. a regular dude's name alan it was yeah. alan the evil organize the evil terrorist organization's name is alan but um they're going after them while they're also dealing with like some hacker bro mm-hmm. who's sending drones out and hacking things and it's hacker man basically yeah and so there this girl's trying to get training to be like you know the best there ever was while all this is happening mm-hmm. and so every single one of these like as the plot moves forward every episode is just about a different incident where they encounter these guys yeah which they kind of spoil it pretty early but yeah. they end up finding out that the dude that's in charge of this section of the branch is the bad guy. Yep. They spoil it almost immediately. Yep. I think on the second episode, right? Yep. At the because, end. Because they show him in like the secret evil guy layer being secret and evil and being like, ah, we're going to take these guys down. And then he like walks into like the bar they're at and it's just like, oh, hey guys. And they're like, well, hey, Steve. And mm-hmm. and so it's just like, oh shit, Steve is the bad guy. His name's yep. not Steve. I don't remember what it is. I don't but, remember either. Yeah. I just thought it was... uh. Weird that the main girl, Takanak? Takina. Yeah, Takina. She's the main protagonist, but she kind of seems not as cool as uh, Christo. Chisato? Yeah. That's that's the point. Yeah. She's being taught by... Okay, so it's a point break situation, right? Yeah. If If you watch point break, it's point break. It's very clear. Keanu Reeves, Johnny Utah, that's the main guy. But he's learning everything he knows from Bodhi, from Patrick Swayze's character. And it's Patrick Swayze being cool and shit that drives the plot forward. Similar thing here. Very clear, talking to Inoue, main character. But our Patrick Swayze is Chisato Nishikigi, whose cool shit is driving the plot forward. Yeah, because this bitch is like dodging bullets. 
And not just and that, they, but like wait, like she's like watching <sighs> them and waiting for them to get really close, and she's like flicks her head out of the way, yeah. like at the last minute. There's even a as point if these things aren't going like hundreds where, of miles um, an hour. The rival girls are like, "Oh, you're that girl. You're the mm-hmm. reason why that fucking Eiffel Tower got fucked." And then the, the one of the other people are like, "Don't fuck with her. She can dodge bullets." And they're like, "No fucking way." And they're like almost stick their finger gun close to their forehead. She's like, she can even dodge it when it's this close. And it's like, why isn't she just the main character then? I mean, also, why isn't she, like, obviously, she's very good at her job. Why isn't she better at her job then? Because if she's so fast that she can dodge bullets, she should be so fast that most of those guys aren't even a fucking problem. Right? Like... The drones shouldn't be a problem. Uh, that, the other I'm guys with guns she's not shouldn't bald. be a problem. Like, there's so many shots where she dodges. Like, she moves her head yeah, and, and her like, hair. It, it cuts off the same, like, little clip of hair each time. Mm-hmm. I get that, it, like, stylistically, it's cool as fuck or whatever. But, like, have it shoot off an earring or or something else. Uh, you know, a hole in a hoodie she was wearing. The fact that it's just... It continually chops off her hair. She should have like a very a very tight bob now. Right. But overall, I like this one the that most out great. of the three. Uh, this is not my favorite out of the three, but it is my second favorite out of three, and it's fucking great. Yeah, I want to see. I'd still give this one like a solid eight. Yeah, same. I would love to see what Peralta thinks. Yeah, I would love to see what Peralta thinks as well. But uh, I would recommend this to people. Highly. If you want an action girl. Action, sci-fi. It's, it's, it's a girl power thing. It's not sexualized at all, despite the yeah. fact that they're high schoolers mm-hmm. shooting guns. You would expect it from all the other high schoolers shooting guns animes out there. Yep. But no, this one's one. solid. Yep. The only reason I would say don't show this to your <sighs> kids is because there is an insane amount of blood at times. Fake blood, but there's still blood. Fake blood, but like of what we've seen so far fake blood mm-hmm. there's always the potential for that same thing to happen later on and it be real blood so yep moving on to yakuza's guide yakuza's to... guide to babysitting yeah babysitting yeah that is uh it's basically about a dude by the name of uh toru kirishima who is like uh he's like an enforcer lieutenant guy for a local little yak like uh yakuza group which is headed by a guy by the name of Kazuhiko Sakagu- uh, Sakaguri. Yes. Yes. Sa- no, I think I did that wrong. I think it's supposed to be Sakuragi. It's Sakuragi. My brain mixed you those things it, up. Yeah. yeah. It's because Sakura is a part of their name and then Gi is the last thing. So by Kazuhiko Sakuragi. Uh, and he's like he's referred to as like the demon because he's so fucking like violent and efficient. At, at getting people to pay up or taking revenge on people for shit. Uh, but he's also incredibly brash uh, to the point where he causes some problems just with his, his sort of temper and his lack of patience. So uh, the big boss man, Kazuhiko uh, Sakuragi, says, Hey, I'm going to have you take care of my daughter then since my wife is in a coma and I got to do this Yakuza shit. I don't always have time for this girl. Uh, you're going to take care of Yaika. And so he does. And that's pretty much the, the whole of the show. Yeah. Is every episode regards uh, two incidents. This episode, like, each episode is, like, treated as though it's one full episode, but they really do kind of split in the middle 
as if they're like two 15 minute segments or I guess two 10 minute segments. But each one of those segments involves just a different either problem or event that's happening. There's one where there's a fireworks show. There's one where uh, he has to convince the little girl to go visit her mom in the hospital. And he does that by talking to her about what her mom was like. There's the one where they actually go visit the mom in the hospital. There's the one where they're being followed home by uh, some some rival gang dudes. And he has to be like, let's play a game. Uh, he goes to th- kick the shit one, out of yeah, them. Yeah, that part that was, was cool. cool. That was cool. Every time he does some Yakuza shit, it's really cool. Yeah. I fucking I, love that. I wanted, I wanted more of it. Me too. I honestly thought this was going to be like, way of the house husband, yeah. but with a kid. Yeah. And I was expecting too much. It was more babysitting than it was Yakuza. Yeah. Which, I mean, I did like this one. It is my least favorite of them. I still I still very much liked it. I still feel like I'm going to continue watching it. Not me. But, um... I, I wanted a little bit more of the uh, the intimidating sort of actiony aspect of it. Yeah, I wanted the tone to be like uh, where the house has been, but with the friendship building world. Of Kataru, build? Kataru no, of uh, Spike's family or Spike. Yeah, like the dude and the little pink haired girl. Like how they're like let's let's work together to become yeah. something cooler. Like, I wanted the tone of the way the house was in, but with, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. I, one thing I think this anime didn't do that well is explaining why the main character is such a bad guy. Because they tell right. you over and over again, like, he's the bad guy. They refer to him as the demon. And then, like, yeah, you see him do some gangster shit. And he's intimidating people. He's beating people up. Whatever. But at the same time, your brain kind of goes like, yeah, he's supposed to. That's that's his job, whatever. Right. And then outside of that, he's just like already a very kind person. Mm-hmm. So every time it comes, there's even a scene, I think it's in the third episode, where the little girl's like, I, I want to be just like you. And he's like, mm, your dad would hate that because uh, you should turn out to be somebody who is nice and respectful. And it's like, I... That's all I've seen of you also. Right. I haven't seen you go completely ape shit on somebody. Then I'd understand that a little bit more, or at least even be a little bit of an asshole. Right. They, they tell him, you're going to take care of this kid, and he's just kind of like, oh, man, and then he does it. I was expecting a little bit more hesitance there of being like, no, right. absolutely not. But I don't know. Overall, I like this one. I did not. Rip. I thought it was pretty cool. I, uh, I, there's not too much for me to say about this one, though. Because like yeah, yeah, there, there there's a lot of segments of it, and there's a lot that they do, but it's all kind of the same, similar. Yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty safe. It's yeah, it, there's it's not doing a whole lot of crazy shit. I don't see this one attracting that many people beyond people who are you know turned on by the yakuza aspect of it. Yeah, because even when he goes fucking sicko mode on people, you don't really see it. You just no. see like. You hear it, and then the aftermath where they're like, ugh, yeah. I'm beat up. Whereas, yeah, I wish he would go sicko mode a little bit. Like, if you actually saw it, I think, like, you know what? Maybe he is a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you really, like, they could have <clears throat> hammered that home pretty easy, even if they didn't really show it. But just changing the target, you know? Yeah. It's just like, you got to pay, you got to pay your protection money for this hot dog stand, old man. And then he beats <laughs> the shit out of a guy. You'd be like, okay, that guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. But if it's like, I'm going to go fight 
the rival gangsters who have been fucking with us, then it's like, well, no, they deserve it. Yeah. So I don't see you as a bad guy because he they just it. has incredible speed because he yes. managed to beat up two, three people. Three people and then knocked them by the side of the road out of view in, in the time three took, seconds. Yeah. In the time it took the girl to be like, all right, ready, red light, green light. Oh, I already lost. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yep. And then there's also that one dude who, who runs at him with the katana and he's fast enough to move out of the way and beat the shit out of him. Yep. That's pretty cool. But other than that, this one, completely safe. Uh, it was not my favorite. It was probably my least favorite one. I still liked it. I'd give it like a six. Give it like a solid four out of ten. Yeah. I would recommend this to people who are just trying to watch something wholesome. Yep. But our last one for the uh, for the episode is Call of the Night. Night of the Call. Which is, uh, it's a story about a, a guy by the name of Ko Yamori, who's a 14-year-old who has insomnia. And so yep. he's like, I'm just going to go hang out by myself at night in the streets of Japan. And he goes to buy a beer from a vending machine and then is accosted by a vampire lady. That's almost like, the, as soon as that scene came up, it's just like, it's exactly like the manga. Yep. Because I'm pretty sure I brought this up. We've a both year talked about ago. it a while ago, yeah. I can't remember the episode, but I'm pretty sure I bring it up. And uh, the entire time I'm watching this, it's like, dude, it's almost shot for shot. Yeah. Straight out of the manga. Now, that being said, shot for shot, straight out of the manga is not a bad approach. No. I liked it. I liked I liked the way this one looks. I like the way. Yeah, the colors are really nice. The fucking the, colors. Uh, the colors were really fucking nice. Yeah. One thing, too. The thing that I really appreciated about this one from like a visual aspect, and it's something you don't see a lot in animes, is the varying like line weight, meaning the thickness of the lines on the face. Usually it's just like this uniform thing around the whole body where, you know, they're kind of coloring book style lines because they have to move. And if there's variation in those lines then there's a higher chance of the motion looking fucky. This one doesn't do that. This one tries to mimic the line quality of the manga, and I think it does it really fucking well. I think it makes it a little bit more interesting to look at because I, th I think there's just something about your eyes when you see varying line weight in art, your brain's able to interpret things as like, okay, because that's thinner, it's further away, and that's thicker, it's closer, and this line looks like that because that thing's round. Like, I think there's a lot of, you know, value to be added with, with that, and so I really like that aspect of it. To sort of get into the plot, this kid is... And the reason why it's called Call of the Night is because he has had this feeling for a very long time that he wants to go out by himself yep what we're when we're hopping in into the story is the night where he just finally decides to do it he sneaks out of his house through his very loud front door yep and walks out into the streets because he's like all right this is my time for me i get to be alone i get to handle my shit i'm not sleeping anyway i've been wanting to do this for a really long time and the first time he does that he happens to encounter this vampire woman by the name of nazuna nanakusa and she sort of encourages his uh I don't know how you say it his 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 drive to explore everything that he's doing his want to come out at night and and to explore the city by himself she's like yes do that him being like I'm going to buy a beer from this vending machine she's like you don't look like you're old enough 
but I'm not going to tell anybody. And then she takes him to go high five a bunch of old drunk guys who tell him about how cool their night was. (laughs) (laughs) Like she's just from Jump Street, a fucking terrible influence on this kid. Fuck yeah. Immediately. Also incredibly predatory, which I guess vampire supposed to be, but still- because they make it very clear this woman is a is an adult. She's a woman. Yep. Because uh she's I believe forty. I believe so. And this kid's like fourteen? Yep. And she's like, Let me get you alone in my room so I can suck your neck. No, she's like, How about you come sleep with me? Yeah. She makes it sound even like yeah. more sexually suggestive. However, it is that aspect of it that makes me it it gives me like a fully coolie vibe. Because uh, Fooly Cooly, I mean, I saw that, you know, obviously that, that came out years and years and years ago, but it is a sort of similar story. It's a story about a kid who is, it's a very metaphorical angle of a kid who is going through puberty. He's going through a very, like, transitional point in his life, doesn't know what the fuck to do about it, doesn't know what to think about it. It's affecting the way that he's dealing with everybody. And then out of nowhere... This, like, incredibly insane woman just flies into his life and is like, kid, I'm going to tell you how to think. I'm going to tell you how to act. I'm going to tell you how to feel. And you trust me because you know nothing about me. And he's like, what? Crazy hot lady? I'm going to follow her and do just everything she tells me to do. Yeah. And so it's, I don't know, very fully coolie vibes to me. And I think that was one of the things that uh, sort of, sort of won me over because I've, I've had three volumes of this manga for a while mm-hmm. and I've read it something about seeing it like in motion. And I think also the voice actors they picked for these characters were really good. I, I think I liked the anime more. Yeah. That's what I was saying too to Houston. I was like, dude, I checked this manga out years ago. No yeah. one was talking about it. Because it came out 2019, 2020? Probably, because that was around the it's time around that there. I picked it yeah. up. All of a sudden, now everyone's hyped up on it. And Houston's like, yeah. It's like, I kind of get what you mean. Like, I read the manga too. And it's just, it was kind of like, eh. But now I'm yeah. watching the anime and that's all I think about. It's just like, I don't know. I think this definitely was an idea that works better as an animation. I think also because, like, you do get some of those, like, you get the flying scenes in the manga. You get, like, the nighttime scenes as well. You get them interacting with each other. But, like, seeing, the like, the vibrant colors really adds to it. The motion of the flying, even though it doesn't always make sense. There's a certain point where she's, like, carrying him in her arms and... And then still flies him upside down like that. When you look at that and you go like, he should be falling because physics doesn't make sense. Uh, but even just the motion of everything, visually, this one fucks. Yep. And it does get a little bit uncomfortable with the idea that like the way vampires create more vampires is basically they have to fall in love. Yep. And then suck their blood, and it's, like, fucking to them. Yep. And she's explaining all this to, like, a child, and he's like, all right, fuck me then. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's there's a, 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 a discomfort there, but I do think that that is very much sort of required for that kind of story that they're trying to tell, which is yeah. obviously just, like, a very obvious metaphor for a kid going through puberty. Yep. I think it works. I like this one. I think it's a banger. I'm going to keep watching it. I do not like it. Thought it was very meh. And I think it did a little has to do with the fact that read it as the manga. 
didn't care for it. Watched it as an anime, still don't care for it. See, I read it as a manga. I thought it was, I thought it was okay, and but, then I, and then I watched it as an anime, and I thought just, just the aspect of like what I was saying, the, nice. the, I, the, the, the colors are nice. The visual stuff is fucking I think nice. Really adds to it, and then I think the voice actors that they gave them for. I don't think this is one that I would necessarily jump on if they were like, oh. There's an English dub. I'd be a little bit hesitant about the English dub because I think the people they picked for these characters in Japanese were already... I think that's the best they can do. And then, and then you know, by, by the end of the second episode, they throw in that little monkey wrench of like, and here's this regular human girl, uh, Akira Asai, who uh, is like, I'm your friend. And he's like, I have friends? And she's like, yeah, you told me we were friends when we were like eight. And he's like, oh, shit, I don't remember that. And she's like, you gave me this wristwatch. And he's like, it gave that to you. And she's like, well, no, but you put it in my mailbox. And he's like, I put it on the mailbox. And she's like, yeah, but you put it on my mailbox. And and she's very clearly into him. Yeah. And the vampire lady is very clearly jealous of her. And I don't know. I just, I really like the, the very obvious metaphor. Again, this is all just pulling into the same space as Fooly Cooly. I think there is a possibility, had I not seen Fooly Cooly years ago, that I might not like this one as much. And that maybe some of what I like about it is that it gives me the same vibes as the first season of Fooly Cooly. Because the other Fooly Cooly series were not that yeah. good. I don't recommend them at all. But actually, did you like Fooly Cooly? Yeah, I liked it. I watched okay. it. I remember watching an adult swim and was like, that's it. Yeah, because it's only it like just... six episodes. Yeah. But but this one gave me the, like the same kind of vibe. Obviously the animation is completely different. Um they only do like the weird stretchy thing once. Yeah. And it was when he's like I'm scared. I'm going to leave this room that you've you've sort of, you know, uh, brought me into her little shitty hotel room. And then he walks he clearly walks a considerable distance towards the <laughs> towards the door and she just sort of extends her her arm and grabs him by the by the fucking neck of his shirt i think the other thing that i don't like about it is the main girl just looks like uh toei Tomo the, the, uh, from my Vampire? hero academia yeah that was a thing that um i believe lynn pointed out too in her article where she? she was yeah where she was talking about like the 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 animes that were likely to be the best ones yep. of that summer she brings up call of the night which yep. was when i when i reposted it on twitter i mentioned that was the thing that i agreed with her on i disagreed with her on a different thing i forgot what but i remember that one yes and um, partially because immediately you look at her and she looks like, I think her name's Togu, isn't it? Toga? Toga? Toga. I think so. I think it's Toga. Yeah, Himiko Toga. Yes. The the stabby girl from yep. My Hero. Very similar designs. And then also just because from the manga, she is that kind of character that a lot of anime fans kind of gravitate towards. Yep. Uh, she's got a little bit of that Sundere vibe to her without being whole hog into it. She's got a little bit of that, like, um, sort of teacher vibe without going whole hog. She's kind of in the middle in a lot of spots. And yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why I, I like my expectation was a lot of people are going to gravitate towards this character. So, but yeah, but yeah she's, she's similar. Did vibe. you read Lynn's other article, the My Hero one? Which My Hero one? The newest My oh, Hero no, one? Probably not. I think the last one that I saw that she, she mentioned it in was like a couple months ago. No, yeah. She was talking about like season six. I haven't even, I don't even think I finished season five. Yeah. She was like, which student is the most equipped to go into this war? And she's like, Bakugo. And I was like, yeah, I guess, I guess Bakugo. I mean, I mean just from where I'm at, <clears throat> if he's changed his attitude, probably. 
If he well, hasn't no, changed his attitude, his attitude probably not. The, his attitude's still the same. The only difference is he's still a dickhead, but he's like, uh, I rem- if I'm remembering right, there's points where he's actually fighting and someone's about to get fucking shanked and he fucking is still a dickhead, okay. but he blocks the he blocks so, the hit. I was going to say, the reason why I would say if he's changed his attitude, yes, but if not, no, is because they do have, you know, there's the training aspects early on and then there's some fights towards the middle um, where he's very much still caring that, like, I can do everything by myself. I'm the best. I'm going to get in the way of everyone else just to prove how good I am. Yep. And, and in a real, you know, like, I would imagine in a fight against some real pretty powerful people that would probably just get you killed. Yep. Yeah. But uh, So if he's being a team player, then yeah, she's probably right. Yeah. Yeah, he's just being a dick. He's still a dickhead about it. Yeah. But I put, like, if it's not Bakugo, then good backups is uh, Icy Hot and uh, Red Spiky right. Hair. Red Right, I think, would yeah. be my, my second choice for that. I always want to say, what's his name, Cello, the tape guy, because I really fucking like him as a character. I don't think he's, he's like Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't think he's like, he's just, yeah, he's just Spider-Man if Without Spider-Man did it with tape. Sense. I like him as a character functionally as a superhero i don't know how you know yeah but uh everyone check out lynn's articles on cbr yeah i I always love an opportunity to plug lynn she's Mm. fucking great i've been learning a lot from reading her articles as far as writing the ones that go on our website so fuck yeah uh check actually check out the website because i did just put up a uh an article about the newest season of Rent a Girlfriend. Trash. Sort of a, uh, well, because we don't do reviews of season twos or season, th- basically, if it's not season one, we generally don't touch it. So um, I had some thoughts about that. In uh, it's sort of, basically, it's a, it's a review. It's a review for season two, what I've seen so far, what we've seen so far, because I'm, I'm caught up on Rent a Girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I wanted to share my thoughts, my my thoughts about how uh, my my opinion of this show has changed this far into season two. So check that out. If your opinion is close to mine, just saying, I fucking told all of you guys. So. I can I can definitely tell you that the title of the article is uh, "Rent a Girlfriend Season Two Is Here and It's More of the Same," and it is very much just just more of this, just more of the same, more of the exact same in uh so it's there's some safety there there's some frustration there but check that out yep that's it for the episode yeah you can find us uh like i said the website knockamapod.com that'll have links to all of our socials if you don't want to take the extra time to do that though instagram.com slash knockamapod we're uh knockamapodcast on tiktok i think we're knockamapod on 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 twitter as well oh and this show is uh supported by patreon shout out to our lovely patrons aj yep yeah uh and uh if you sign up for the patreon today you're gonna get a whole ass extra show uh, Nakama Reads, where we talk about manga and what we've been reading, what we like about it. We pick one for uh, every episode, each one of us. Or rather, we alternate who picks what. We all read it, we share our thoughts, and then we announce the next one. Yep. You can hop in the Discord, you can talk about them with us. And then uh, see shit for Crunchyroll. Hopefully my and cold is gone. Yes, you're going to be you're gonna be able to see some shit for Crunchyroll. We're going to have some exclusive content for the Patreon. Uh, t- TBD, to be determined what that is, I know that there's going to be some... Cock cams. <laughs> you, I, one, I don't think you can post your dick on Patreon. I think that's a 
it's a TOS thing. I think like that's that's save that for the Nakama podcast only fans. Or I'm pretty sure or the Nakama AJ, podcast so he, fans. He league. follows some Patreons that did that stuff. Yeah, but they probably got away with it because Patreon didn't find out about it. Not mm. because it's not against the rules. So yeah, that, that was probably just people who got lucky. But um, other than that, thank you guys for watching. Yep. Bye. Bye.